morning and welcome to Let's Talk and Rock Gardening. We're going to rock your day all morning long here for two hours. I'm joined with uh, another uh, the guru of the gardening world, uh, Cass Smythe here. Good morning, Kath. Good morning, Merle. She's with the Calgary Hort Society and numerous other ventures that are going on in the gardening world. So it, uh, if it has to do with gardening, probably Kath has her fingers in it somewhere along the line. Or my ear. Or your ears. <laughs> what are you talking about? No. Yeah. I'm very nosy sometimes, and I have to stop myself. <laughs> Probably a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's going to be like that, is it? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so if you would like to join us today, we have a uh, full two hours of, uh, of gardening talk at 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. Uh, sure was nice yesterday. Oh, it was really beautiful. In fact, my cousin talked me into going on a east of Calgary and going for a walk. Yeah. You know what the part about the freezing and defrosting is it created yeah. a sheet of ice on our dog walk. Yeah. So guess what I did? You went for a little tumble? I went flat on my face and with my bum knee, I can't stand up. So can I give a great shout out to the <laughs> wonderful ambulance drivers who came and got me back on my feet? Because my cousin, who is five feet tall, cannot <laughs> lift me up. Well, you're walking pretty good for today for doing that yesterday. Well, I actually, my physiotherapist has shown me how to fall properly instead of racking myself. So. Well, that's good. Yeah. It's always important. It is, but those... That young man and that young, that girl was the size of a twig and they just got on either side of me and they had me standing. It, it is so slick and I posted something on a, on another website. It's just, it's, you got to, and it's walking like a penguin. Yes. You sort of stand differently when you're walking on ice because you get you more balance. If, if you walk normally forward, like you're going to slip quite easily. So you got to stand more straight up. Well, I got stuck more in like the ice penguin. crust. Yeah. You know, because we were going along doing through the snow, and we had to cross country because our dogs, our hunting dogs, and my cousin's yeah, dogs. They live to everywhere. Yeah, and they hunt, and then they point, and then they'll stay there all day if we don't go break it up. So. That, or get some cleats on the bottom of your shoes. Yes, um, absolutely. And I bought my wife a pair of, uh, I forget what kind, they're Pajars or something, but they have little cleat things that just fold down. Oh. So they fold out of the sole, and then you just—if you don't need them, you just tuck them back in. So it's—it's oh. kind of nice to have a little uh, safety thing well, like that. Well, I have those gripper things that you put on your boots, but yeah, it was funny. I was—I uh, was out for lunch with my son yesterday, and uh, we were at this out at Kildare's, and we we're having some wings and whatnot. And this three or four gals come in, and they had chains on their boots because <laughs> they're working outside but on that smooth uh, concrete oh. floor they're sliding across and they almost killed themselves they, oh, they're they're gosh. wearing these things um for grip outside but uh, they weren't so good on that uh, on the concrete floor yeah. in the in the restaurant so anyways lots going on in the gardening world like i said it was nice birds first day yesterday i heard the birds singing in the morning yes um if that isn't a sign spring's coming, I don't know what is, but that just feels good to hear them. Yeah, the siskins, I had siskins in my yard yesterday. I haven't seen them for ages, and they were out there with the chickadees having a residential war over who was going to eat the bird feeder. Or, you know. <laughs> awesome. All right, and uh, what else going on? I guess we got our seeds in. Um, we got our Pacific West Heritage Seeds in. 
Gorgeous seeds uh, out it's of Vernon. It's a nice rack. Really nice. Um, great colors. Lots of new varieties. And and the price point, I'm actually very happy. Like they've come in and for a, a top number one quality seed. Um, we're hitting the price point sort of better than anything else out they there. They looked so. like re- reasonable. I need to go back and spend about an hour and go through it. I, it's a big yeah. rack. It like, is. <laughs> Lots of varieties and lots of flowers, which a lot of the other seed companies have tended to go away from. So, but these ones are great pictures on them. Um, just super nice. So, yeah, Pacific Northwest seeds. Um, Amers. So, yeah. Isn't it something to do, Amers? Well, they, they, they distribute, distribute some of them. Yeah. yeah. And, well, they're part of that uh, seed group. Yes. Um, so, but these guys are out of Vernon which I like. They have the seed tape as well, and they have every variety of vegetable and flowers going on. So um, anyways, if you'd like to check those out, we have those in stock now. The seed racks up, and we've revamped our tropical house. Um, Looks very good. Yeah, we added, uh, we just did some rearranging. I had a thought one night about getting rid of a storage room that was in our greenhouse and so that morning I got up I go guess what we're taking these walls down we're going to expand and we doubled the space in our tropical house so um, which makes it a lot nicer and we built a nice big pot wall in there so um, you're going to be able to find uh, lots of great uh, house plants tropical plants and our pot wall that Suzanne is uh, always thrilled she's just uh, I'm amazed at how she gets everything out and looking so good but uh Kudos to Suzanne, who's always out there giving her around the greenhouse. If you see someone going about 500 miles an hour, that's usually Suzanne. (laughs) (laughs) Try and keep up if you can, I dare you. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Let's go to the phone lines. We're going to chat with Barb. Good morning, Barb. Good morning. How are you today? I'm well, and yourself? I'm doing really good. Actually, you know, it's it just feels good. The sun out, went for a good walk on the river, um, birds singing. You know, lots Spring's of good. Coming. Absolutely, and that uh, that definitely feels a little better than and I and I definitely the one person who can't complain about that really cold weather because I was in Atlanta and I didn't even get to experience it, so I'm okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He's got to rub it in, you know. I yeah. know, I know. Good thing it was only a week, eh? Yeah, gosh, that makes a difference, though. Oh yeah, so now we appreciate it when the sun comes out. Lots of people out along the rivers, out walking around, so. It's uh, it's nice to see everybody outside doing stuff. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's warmed up, so everybody can do stuff like that. Yeah. So you, how can we help you today? Well, uh, just before Christmas, I bought a potted uh, poinsettia plant. Okay. And it has three plants in it. Yep. And uh, the thing just won't die. So I guess maybe it kind of likes where it is, and I've never had one last this long before, and I just don't know how to take care of it. Basically, they're they're really quite simple. Just treat it like a house plant. Water, let it dry out in between waterings, right? Um, because they're somewhat of a succulent. They're they're in that cactus succulent family. They're a euphorbia. Yeah, so oh, they they don't yeah. mind drying out a little bit. Okay. Um, so even like not really, really dry, but to the point of just about to wilt, just let them dry out in between waterings and then take them into the thing, water them thoroughly, let the water flow out. And if you have the plastic, if you still have the, um, what is that called? The sleeve, the plant sleeve over the pot, just make sure you remove that. So that way the water can flow out. They don't like to sit in water. Okay. Well, that might be a problem because the pot that I have it in doesn't have a a hole in the bottom for the water to come out. Okay. But it seems to like it. Yeah, um, as long as you 
Um, just let it. Just make sure if you don't have the drainage that you don't overwater it. Just don't okay. get the water too the soil too wet. Okay. Um, is it is it is the is the original pot? You just have it sitting in another pot, or is no, it potted? Put, they were put in this one pot, and okay. that's what. It, but the pot doesn't have a hole in it. It's kind of a decorative pot. Yeah. It's just a little white round ceramic thing, about six inches tall. Yeah, and and then for the most part, with the soilless mixes, they should be fine. the The key, though, is not getting it too wet. Like that would be my my one thing. Because okay. poinsettias hate that when and once you get them to that, the soil's too wet stage. It's really hard to pull them back. Like they. Ah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so is this thing just going to keep going and? Does it keep blooming? It, it, or? Yeah, no, it'll bloom for a while more, but then around um, beginning of October, you want to start doing that um, 12 hours of darkness, 12 hours of light, 12 dark, 12 light. Like you have to put it in a closet or something okay. um, for 12 hours. It needs the per, um, pure darkness. Okay. And then it'll start changing color again. And, That's right. Okay. And it, it gradually will lose the color in the bracts that are red. And ah. they will just go green, and then gradually it'll, the yellow flower, which is the center part of it, has fallen off, I'm thinking. Okay. And okay. then it'll start to do, go pure green, and it'll continue to grow upward. And then when you do the cold, the uh, change in light, uh-huh. it will start to change again. Oh. They're, they're a fairly big plant once they get going, though, too, because typically yeah. um, when we're growing them commercially or ones that we sell in the store and whatnot, all have they've been grown with a growth retardant okay, um, to yeah. keep them shorter, cell ah. because otherwise they are a shrub, and like in, down in Mexico they'll be eight eight feet high or whatever, right? So oh, really, yeah. yeah. So it oh, can become quite that. a tropical plant in yeah. your house. Okay. But I'm seeing them bloom like like sometimes you'll see them in a Chinese food restaurant or yeah. somewhere they've kept them going, yeah. Yeah. and they and all of a sudden they start blooming again or whatever, and it looks they they're fine, like they're a nice looking house plant. Okay. But if they start getting raggy on you, they're one that they're. It, it's almost time just to say, okay, take them out. Yeah. Keep the nice pot and uh, get something else in there. Okay. Good advice. All right. Thanks so much. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah, it's it is nice. Like it, it's it's one that I guess takes a lot of patience. It sure <laughs> does. It sure does, and a lot of careful watching of them as they go into the flower stage because once they. Start the bracts change, and then they perform that little bloom in the center. So yeah, it's just getting that them there. That whole poinsettia thing has changed. I know we used to sell like hundreds, and now we yeah. definitely sell a lot less. Yes, um, they become a bit more of a commodity type thing. Um, people are looking for other plants yes, during the are. Christmas season. So, yeah. anyways, what time is it? Uh, actually, we have time to do it. Let's go to Mary. Good morning, Mary. <laughs> How what are a you? Nice morning. Isn't it gorgeous? It's great. My, it was minus 10, but no wind. And, it, and the birds are back. Yeah. No, yeah. I was. Uh, I noticed that yesterday when yeah. I went out and grabbed the paper in the morning. It, they were all over a tree here that, that still has a few little berries on it. Yeah, they were having fun. Anyway, it's good to have them back. <laughs> anyway, Cass. Yes. You. You can tell me. Uh, oh, and Merle, of course. But anyway, <laughs> of course, I have. <laughs> we'll give him some credit. Uh, <laughs> anyway, don't give me too much. No, yeah, I don't. Forget. He's already had I one know, of those. I even forget what I was yeah. going to ask. You know, I don't. I've been buying these little crocus plants 
They're so cute. Tiny little crocuses. Yes. Anyway, they're they're just cheap at the co-op store. So anyway, I've had these purple crocuses. Now I got four little pots. Now what do I do with the bulbs? You can actually, after they're all done, like flowering, they're cute. Well, they are, and once the um, for the leaves have to stay and die back naturally. Okay, so I leave them in the pots and let them That's die right. back. Eh? Yes, okay. and then if you put them somewhere where they can sit outside, just don't well, pot them somewhere. Well, it's I mean, too cold. Though. Yeah, but don't wait until spring and then yeah. put them somewhere under a tree or something. Yeah, and then in the fall, plant them in the ground. Oh. Oh, they're a fall plant, are Yeah, they? You, you plant oh, them in the fall. They're not like our spring crocuses no. that we get here in the fields, eh? No, they're not, they're not in that family, no. Oh, oh okay. And <laughs> the same uh, with the uh, hyacinth bulb? Yes, you Do can. the same thing? Yeah, they'll go dormant in the garden, and you just leave them out under a tree somewhere, and... What yeah. I usually do is I end up with quite a collection, including my amaryllis, yeah, sitting under I the trees. Yeah, remember going to the, you know, spruce it up there, and Rocky was eating a crocus yeah. bulb. Yeah, except that that never... <laughs> and I thought, oh my God, he's going to be dead. Well, they're supposed to be poisonous, but nothing poisoned that cat. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not him. <laughs> say, bring it on. Bring it yeah, on. Yeah, gimme, gimme. <laughs> so, so oh, Mary... Well, that's good advice. Thank you, guys. Hey, Mary, I hear, yeah. there, I hear there's a special day coming up maybe on Friday. <laughs> huh? oh, I'm only going to be 68. Yeah? Oh. oh, if you believe that, I'll sell you the Brooklyn Bridge. Only one dollar. Well, all right, I'll buy one, it. One, two, and two, and I'm pretty gullible. Why not? I'll buy it. <laughs> anyway, you might... All right, well, happy, happy, early, happy early birthday. Georgia. Okay, happy early birthday <laughs> to you, Mary. Georgia Beach. <laughs> all right, happy all right. birthday. Goodbye. Happy Bye. early birthday. Yeah, thanks, my dear. All right. Bye. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, always good to have uh, Mary joining in. Right now, I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Good morning and welcome back. Again... Um, Brian is trying to stump us with his uh, music choices today. So uh, if you have any thoughts on what the theme is, I don't know what it is. He doesn't share with us. So, <laughs> And uh, if you'd like to uh, guess on that, either call in or send me a text and and see that. And phone lines and texts are open, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And I forgot my liner. And Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Prune It Up, Kyrie's trusted tree care company for pruning and removal. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And uh, lots of pruning going on. The guys uh, took down probably one of the biggest poplars um, we've done for quite a while. Unfortunately, it was just, it was really unhealthy, unsafe. And they took it down out in the, in the northeast part of Calgary. And uh, it was great. Did a good job. The crew was uh, all safe and uh, following all the practices <laughs> and and uh, doing all that good stuff. I, I enjoy going out and, and watching the crew just... Um, how they're just like a well-oiled machine out there. So it's, uh, it's enjoyable, enjoyable seeing them out there doing their, doing what they do best. All right, let's go to John. Good morning, John. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, sir? 
as compared to uh, everyone else, about the same. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, you got to be a little bit better. We're on even keel today. All right. (laughs) I have a house guest, uh, a.k.a. daughter. Yeah. And uh, she's quite a baker. Yes. He uh, decided to uh, bring out some stuff we had in the drawer. It happened to be a little outdated raisins in that. <laughs> uh, is that good for the birds? Um, I don't see why not. I don't know if processed how raisins... How outdated are they? Uh, and how old are you? <laughs> yeah. I don't think, I, to be means- honest, if they're not moldy or anything, if they're just dried, like it's no different than a, um, a dried up fruit in the, in the... like I don't know. The preservatives in the is the... Yeah. Is the issue. Yeah. yeah these are uh, sealed packages. Yeah. But I just think, yeah, like Cassian, depends how natural they are. If they're totally preserved, um, they might be not great for birds. Yeah. I'm not too sure. It's store-bought. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But they do put sulfite, sulfur on them and... And that sort of thing to, to preserve them and to hold yeah, them. If there's any bird people out there that maybe have an answer for that, or um, maybe I might just uh, I might just use the old Doctor Google too and ask. The um, other the other thing I know that uh, my mom used to do with raisins is she'd soak them in water, and yeah. that would bring them puff them back up. It also washes some of the preservative off of them. And I do, I don't think our birds or squirrels ever died because we certainly had a population. Well, in and her John, yard. you're not the first person um, to ask the question because uh, when I punched in the old Google, it was come up in the top five questions. So it says, yes, of course, wild birds love to eat raisins, especially robins, waxwings, mockingbirds, bluebirds. Yes. For yeah. better digestion, either add raisins to suet cake or soak them in water yes. and place them on a flat feeder for the wild birds. Raisins are dried grapes, and they're a rich source of energy, vitamins, and minerals. Well, my daughter mentioned that, too. Well, there yeah. you go. Well, my mom always soaked them in water first because she wanted the wax wings to come, and they did. There you go. In great numbers. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. Hey, we're there for you, John. Appreciate your help today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we got you covered, as they Enjoy. say. All right. Thanks, thanks John. Bye. Bye-bye. And, and but those are good questions because the last thing you want to do is kill something with kindness, right? And yeah. I see that happen a lot in the plant world, where people do too much for your plant, right? That's like, right. That's um, right. Give it this, do that, or water. Oh no, it's Tuesday after water. No, you gotta check it. Let it dry out a little bit in between waterings. Um, and and I get into this a little bit even with the, our team down at Spruce Up. Sometimes they go, oh no, that one has to get. I, I almost every plant is treated almost exactly the same. None of them like to be wet. Like, dry everything out a little bit in between waterings, and you'll be fine. Yeah. Don't go out there and water just because. And it makes sometimes it makes you feel better than it does the plants. Well, yeah, no, because it's Tuesday, right? Yeah. And I, and I use that example because I hear that quite a bit. No, I water my plant every Tuesday or something. But you shouldn't. Yeah. And, uh, and I know i got to take a break for the news. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's behind We're the getting, glass yes. swinging his arms yeah, at us. I'm trying to emulate him. <laughs> All, right. All right. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back 
to the Let's Talk Gardening. <laughs> and I was thinking about the music. <laughs> and I think I know. I think it might have something to do with something that's on later on today. No. Nothing to do with the Grammys. No. Huh. Not that these are Grammy-worthy tunes, but... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Who knows, eh? NXS was the first one. Who's the second one? Uh, Olivia Newton-John. And that was Iggy Azalea. Huh. Oh. Uh, I thought maybe it had something to do with plants, but well, Olivia Iggy Newton. Azalea. Yeah, that one does. But, yeah. huh. Brian, and Olivia Newton-John. No, she could be a Newton fig. <laughs> He's or she could us. be an olive. Nope. <laughs> What's he saying? All right, it's something to do with some day today. So Brian always has all these good things going on. Um, let's go to Pauline, and she has a Christmas cactus. Good morning, Pauline. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. How can we help you? So I have two Christmas cacti that have been in my uh, East Bay window for a long time, and the soil is getting to the point where it's getting quite crusty and yeah. soilless. So I think this summer I'd like to take them out of their pots. But I'm just wondering what kind of root am I going to be dealing with? Like, is, am I going to be able to... <laughs> They're not a huge root. Like, They're all good. Uh, and actually, even you're getting close to this is a good time to start transplanting your houseplants because the days are starting to get longer. Like, I'm already seeing it on some of my plants where the new growth is starting to kick yeah. out. Because as soon as they get that switch, when the days start getting longer, that's when they start developing the roots, start doing all that. So if you transplant it now, you'd probably even get some blooms and some stuff maybe even happening by Easter. Well, I've got plenty of blooms. I'm just wondering, like, when I take it out, like, I don't want to make it, I don't want to go to a bigger pot. I want to keep that size pot because of the size of the window. Okay. So I have to split the root. Yeah, no, and that's not that hard to do. Like, oh, you good. pull them up. Um, just pull it out, have some newspaper or a, or a sheet or something, and then just break it apart, and then just rub your hands on it gently and just reduce the root ball by 30% or something like that. So and do then, you tear or do you cut? I rub. You rub them apart? Yeah, because they, they're pretty fibrous, okay. so they'll, they'll come apart fairly easily. And the first one you might have to cut, like if there's two or three in the in the thing to separate. But I would just grab the whole thing as a whole, and I just sort of rub my hand on the outside, and then just reduce it that way. Yeah, just it's... gently rubbing. I call it tickling. I just sort of tickle them out and pull them out. And I keep a fork just to do that. I have a little kitchen fork, and I'll tickle the roots apart. And you will find that where they get nearer the stem, they might be, that's where they've joined each other. Right. And that's where you're going to have to do a little bit more tugging. But I find that a kitchen fork or a little, you know, something to loosen the root makes a big difference. Okay. Yeah, does that, uh, and and like I said, for the most part, you're not going to hurt them. Like they have a really fibrous, it's not like they have a big roots that you're going to have to cut. They're pretty... They're pretty uh, fibrous. so yeah, They're very tiny roots, so that's why I say a fork or rubbing them gently with your fingers. As Merle said, that usually helps to get them apart. And oh, if nothing feels better than getting your hands in the soil as well. And then when you're done that, you transplant into a good potting soil. Like even just like our all-purpose is a good mix. And then you'll want to feed it with a water it really good and then feed it like with a 15, 30, 15, just a high middle number again. Get, that'll help heal the roots, get them going, and also start the blooming process. So I would be doing that, I would be using the, the 15, 30, 15 in the spring because like it doesn't blossom till the fall. Yeah, but Christmas. you can get them usually, a lot of times you can get them to go twice a year though. Oh, okay. If you like. Um, but it, what it does is the high middle number is also for the roots. So when you do a transplanting, oh. uh, the 15, 30, 15 is a great transplanting right. fertilizer as well. 
Yeah. Okay. All right, but just make sure you water first, though. Don't fertilize dry roots. Right. I always water first and then do that. Right. All right. Okay, thank you. All right. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. And we definitely have a few... A few answers on our uh, on our theme of the day. <laughs> it's uh, an, I don't have a good Australian accent, but well, it's, I can't do it's, it either. It's Australia Day today. Woo! All right, winner, winner. We don't have a prize. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have we have our tropical plants on buy one get one fifty off right now. Oh, so if you go down there, you get a good deal. All right, <laughs> lots lots of cool stuff and. Uh, uh, and it's amazing, and to just chat really quickly about Australia, they've sure gone through, uh, oh, like the fires, and, and 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 you'd love to hear the real story because so many things you hear depends what broadcast you listen okay. to. Some um, say it's some say it's climate change, some say it, they were started by arson and other things, and then they get the flood right after, right? Like they well, get, they get a downpour, <laughs> and the soil's so burned and packed, there's no way for oh, the moisture but, but to absorb. But a lot of rain, like in oh, hail, and yeah, man, oh man, yeah. But it, it's they've. But if you look back in history, like Australia typically gets fires, and they go through a cycle. Um, so I think sometimes when we mess too much in Mother Nature, we end up. Um, and that's what I've just heard even from Jasper, like when, we, when I've talked about this in the past, where we've just messed too much. We're too good at sometimes the firefighting and then all the dead brush builds up and builds up because it hasn't been able to go through its cycle and well, also yeah. controlling the, the, the pine beetle. Cause a lot of the guys out in Jasper, they said, we're our own worst enemy. We've done such a good job that mother nature hasn't been able to go through its full course. That's right. But and I mean, clean up the forest in smaller yes. batches. But then also when it does, we've protected it so much. Now there's this huge tinder. And, uh, but a lot of Australia, too, it's very dry. Oh, yeah, it's a like desert, they've right? lost. I mean, they've lost a lot of moisture and, and water, yeah. and it's very difficult. Yeah. No, I find it, it very difficult to look at. Oh, it is. It's, it's, it's uh, very hard, and especially when you see the animals. That's the... Oh, obviously, your people, soul. you worry about people, but animals are just there... And they're the victims that um, happen uh, to be in the way, unfortunately. And uh, we don't want to do that. No. And if you'd like to join us, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770 from out of town. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we will answer some of your questions. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. I'm here with Kath Smythe from the Kyrie Hort Society. And uh, we're going to go to Jean. Good morning, Jean. Good morning. How are you today? Oh, I'm just fine. The sun is shining. Uh, doesn't it make everything better? Oh, it doesn't. <clears throat> oh, my birds just left the tree. <laughs> you watching have, reality uh, TV out the window? I had the, well, yeah, I love TV out the window. <coughs> There's this big old poplar in the backyard, and it had nine collared doves up in the top, funning themselves up where it's warmer. <laughs> I've noticed them a lot this year, uh, this last week in the sun, the yeah. doves. There's a few who sit around. Well, after that cold spell, I would <laughs> want to I'd be sunbathing. <laughs> 
way, I have got an avocado I have started, and he's about due to be repotted into a bigger clay pot, but I don't want it to grow into a tree, so I'm wondering about clipping the taproot. Um, the taproot eventually disappears once you repot it. Oh, it does? Oh, yeah. They, they, they put that taproot down because you, did you start it in water or did you put it in soil? I started it in, well, I had it in water for a while and it wasn't doing much. So I yeah. put it in soil, like they said, with just the, the top part sticking out. That's right. Yes. Then it went to work and made a tree. Yes, of course it does. Yes. Yeah. But uh, the taproot gradually starts to give dissolve because it wants to live off of the more fibrous roots. Oh, and, all right. You know, and avocados are always searching for water. So uh-huh. if you keep too much water down in the bottom tray, that taproot will keep trying to get out the bottom to get to that. Uh-huh. But if you go back to, you know, like if you don't leave any water sitting in the tray and you, mm-hmm. they gradually put a very strong root on it, but you have entered the world of having to repot because about every every year you're going to have to go bigger. Yeah. And I eventually they kind of outgrow what we can provide them in the house. <laughs> also, I have picked up a book called Plant Parenting and that lady talked about pinching out the top to get it to to lead to, to branch and yeah. to go yes absolutely that's you can do that with yes them? yes i was a little bit iffy about that no the otherwise they're just going to go straight out well straight yeah up. it's a kind of a pole right right now. now yeah i've seen them grow where in orchards where they've left some alone and haven't let them grow haven't bothered to harvest off of them and they grow up in these lovely straight up trees uh-huh. but they don't produce any of the fruit then but oh. by pinching them and getting them to branch like you would you know if you've ever visited an or- apple orchard and how the yep. trees start to spread out and grow yeah. those lovely branches all the way around that's mm-hmm. what will happen as you pinch, pinch oh. the new growth out okay so i can i can repot him and, and pinch him yes absolutely and right. and I find that um, the fifteen thirty fifteen um, right after I repot it and I do it um, half strength and then I wait about a month and do it again and don't fertilize a dry plant always fertilize after you water so yes, that they'll right. take it up. Yes, even my clivia. Yeah, <laughs> those are very cool plants. Yeah, Aren't we just they? yeah we just got some in um, gorgeous orange. Oh, I oh like, yeah. yeah. I'm sort of an apricotty orange. It's very pretty. Oh, I like them, and I like the way they're so reliable. Yes, right. <laughs> well, thank you very much. You're nice welcome. Nice to talk to you. Oh, yeah. and by the way, your your person who answers first has got a very nice way about him. <laughs> I would just compliment you on him. Awesome. Right. No, that's Brian. Yeah, behind the scenes, he makes it all happen, and he brings oh. us our great music every every oh. week as well. Hey. He needs to do a, a deal where he can do Fats Domino's Blueberry Hill. That is the most marvelous tune. <laughs> <laughs> He's laughing. Well, I, well, actually, and there's lots of blueberry songs. We'll have to maybe do a blueberry theme, and he'll he'll write that down. I'm sure he'll stick that in the back of his head, oh. and he'll have that for us. So. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> and really, when when you start thinking in your head and you, and you start going through music... And it is a lot easier nowadays with the with the, a lot of the music apps yeah. and like Spotify. You just type in whatever flowers, and 
it'll spit eight million songs yes, at it you. Yes, sure does. It sure so, does. Which is, uh, it, it's kind of amazing how uh, how our how the world has changed so r- rapidly, especially in the last ten years, sort of thing. Like when you thought you you had a CD or the King, and now you don't need it. You don't even need it, right? No, everything's just everything's on your phone, right there, or on your computer when you're working. And yeah, my problem is if I put music on when I'm working, I start singing the songs and forget where I'm working. Yeah, so. it's, <laughs> it, and it's kind of neat how the next generation, and we're seeing it in gardening as well. Um, with music, you see it like the the LPs are coming. People still want to go back to the pure form. Yes, and same with gardening. We've seen a lot of young families coming into the into the garden centers, um, especially with the house plant craze. Like they're taking on because they want to have like, an experience. So we're getting lots of that. I love seeing it. Young families coming in wanting to grow their own food um, to help with costs. Yes, and but plus it just helps people like realize and your kids. Where, where things, how they work, and where the food comes from, and um, and that's really why a lot of times too, I really try to work hard at trying to find good quality seeds, so that way we we get uh, success. We're having, we're having a seed starting class at the Hort Society at the end of February with Joanne Ogilvy. She's genius with seeds. Awesome. Awesome. So. Yeah, no, come grab some uh, some seeds, but don't go crazy. If it's your first batch and yeah. we're ones that Keep always start with, yep, start out with a few and then work your way up. And because uh, if you get overwhelmed at first, you'll tend to, to, if, to walk away from it, which we don't want you to do. And I'm doing a four-part vegetable course through the Horticultural Society for the month of March. And, and where's that at? It's going to be at the Horticultural Society offices, and I'm going to make it real simple basics. But towards the end, I'm going to start throwing you because I'm going to throw in a few really interesting new techniques. Awesome. But it's really fun to see the light bulb come on when you start talking about what you can grow for vegetables. Yeah. And remember last week you asked me about who's growing spinach? Yeah. Well, the funny thing is yesterday I was looking under the snow in my raised patch. They're up about a quarter of an inch under really? all that insulation. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, so I'm so, quite excited. All right. Well, I can't uh, I can't wait. To, uh, hopefully some other people are growing them as well, and you can do your, your fall sowing on some of those things. And it won't be long. Time goes so yeah, quick. Yeah, and it's still, you know what? You could even still sow. If, a few spinach seed if you've got them underneath there and just pile the snow uh, uh, on so, top. But how would you get in the soil to try and break it well, apart? Well, I bit? actually, I cheat. I'll go and get a bag of worm compost and yeah. I throw it on with that and I just top dress it. And I have an old, dear old friend who used to take poppy seeds out the first week or second week in March and she'd just throw them on the snow. Yeah. And a quick question here. How do I prevent brown tips on my spider plants? It, it's almost impossible. Like it is. It, they are one of the chosen plants by NASA for air cleaning. Yep. So what it's doing is cleaning the air around it. It's also eliminating some of the chemicals in our water and in your so soil. So it's taking out the toxins, toxins out the bottom. And it's right. dry tips. Like in Calgary, unfortunately, it, it is dry here. And, yes, it is. And some of those, Dersena marginettas, any of the ones with the long tips, you're going to get t- brown tips on the end absolutely um the only thing you can do and i've seen on your picture sandy you sent in um where you've snipped them off really and that's really all you can do um try and keep the humidity up a bit more but uh that's that's just how it is in calgary it's it's dry here it's very dry but they are doing the other part of it is they're cleaning air absolutely you know all right, and we got to clean the spot for some commercials here, so we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
Welcome back to Let's Talk Rock and Gardens going on. Little, that's ACDC, I believe. And they're from yeah. uh, Down Under they're as well. They're from Down Under. I saw them. <laughs> <laughs> I went and they're, saw them. <laughs> like, and like, it's amazing some of these rock and roll bands, right? Yes. Um, they, they're 70. Most of them are getting their 70s. Getting there and they're and still rocking. Releasing music, doing their thing. So I think a little bit of naughty living is probably not so bad for you once in a while as I well. Went, I went and saw, <laughs> I saw Eric Clapton once. Yeah. And he was in London. And then because of the country and where it was, I got to see the same stage. Um, Paul McCartney came and played with them and they jammed. Wow. It was very cool. I missed the train home though. My husband wasn't impressed. <laughs> but ACDC, yeah, they're releasing an album and they're going to have a tour this year. So uh, yeah. it should be lots of fun and definitely going to... Um, attend one or two of those shows because something like that um, is as good as uh, Justin Bieber is. It just doesn't give you the same effect as no. uh, as a good old ACDC concert. Yeah, but you're appreciating the musicianship. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm a fan of Bieber. I, I don't mind him. I think he has some great tunes. He's a, he's a very talented young man. Um. Yeah, I I I, I like him. Like we'll I, have to talk. Yeah, no, I he has some great music, and and so you got to get past some of the stuff, but there's some great stuff in there with old Biebs. So, <laughs> anyways, for not bad for a fifty-two. How old am I? Fifty-two. Ouch, ouch. All right, let's go to Jennifer. Good morning, Jennifer. Morning. How are you? Good. Good. How are you doing? Very well, thanks. How can we help you? Well, um, I'm considering in the spring. Uh, Ripping out my small patch of backyard lawn mm-hmm. and reseeding it with eco lawn. Okay. And I was wondering what you think about that product and any tips. I love that product. We've carried it um, for a number of years now. It's a blend of seven different fescues, what I believe. Um, if I'm, I'm going off of memory, five or seven different fescues in I it. I think it's seven. It's a great. It's a great. Um, grass for our area. It's one that you can actually get to grow underneath spruce trees uh, in shadier spots. It's a really fine grass as well, but it's not really a fast growing. It takes a little bit longer to get to germinate, but once you do, it's, it's a great, it's a great plant. And I, my understanding is that you don't need to water it. That's right. It's fairly drought resistant because with the fescue, you have a lot deeper root system. And some of the sods that we carry are, have a lot of the same attributes, not quite to the same as the Ecolon, but we do have a drought-resistant um, sod that we do carry that gives you um, some of the same effects as the Ecolon. But I've had lots of success, lots of people, um, like I said, we've carried it for a number of years, and it's been great for us, and I've had no one complain about it. So I'm interested in not having to water and nothing uh, but at spreading first, out either. Yep. At first, you're going to have to, They it does take a bit to get it to germinate. A bit of water at first to get it going, but then once it's going, it's fairly drought resistant. So then I often see the city of Calgary when they seed um, <laughs> new new places. Yep. You see this green stuff. Well, they use a hydro seed, and that's oh. just a mulch mixed in with the seed. Okay. And that helps hold the moisture. Typically, you'll do that more on on Hill hillsides sides. and things like that where you want it to stick. Right. Uh, and then you can mix any kind of seed in that hydro seed. And they're using a lot of fescue mixes <clears throat> now. They're using the hydro seed, but they're putting in all fescue pretty much and oh. so that they can not have to groom it as much. 
Right. And, and I'd love to see the city, and, I, and I've talked a, a bunch about this, and people have listened to me, but letting some of these areas go a little bit wild, like I said, because it can look really good. Like I said, Heritage Point Golf Course is a perfect thing. If people can go by there and imagine some of our city green spaces to look like Heritage Point Golf Course, it's pretty nice. Like. Right. And because they don't mow every square inch of the golf course and they let some areas grow, grow that mow the areas that you need to mow. Other than that, let it grow. Like right. it, it, it's good for the environment. It's, it's, it's just a way better way. So do you folks carry the eco yes. lawn seed? And when would you, uh, when would you recommend, uh, uh, planting or putting it down. Actually, I'm going to put you on hold, and we can go through this. i got to take a break for the news. That okay. I'll just put you on hold here really quick. Thanks. All right, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Start Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back. Let's talk gardening. I'm Merle Coombs. I'm here with Cass Smythe from the Cowie Hort Society. I'm going to go back to the phone line and we're going to chat with Jennifer. And we've been talking about Ecolon, which is a grass seed that is a blend of seven different fescues, which gets your roots down nice and deep and helps survive in our dry climate and our horrible soil that we have here. <laughs> so, but it thrives in our horrible soil. Yeah, I know. It's a good one once you get yeah. it going. So, where were we at, Jennifer? Oh, I just had one last question. Yep. Um, when's the best time to start uh, seeding it after the snow disappears? Yeah, as soon as you can start working the lawn, like the soil and that, when it's kind of warmed up a bit, um, I would go and seed it at that point. And just try to stay off it as much as possible. That's the biggest thing. Okay. Um, it, it's just let it, because you want to keep it fairly moist. And so, so barrier off the area, get like some snow fence or some sort of way to keep it, um, keep people off it and keep animals and dogs and stuff off it as well. Um, cause it's going to take two to six weeks to really fill in decently. Like even six weeks, it's, it'll just be filling in. It takes 10 days in a row of 10 degree temperatures night and day to get it to germinate properly. And then it takes it about six weeks to really establish the roots. And when you first seed it, I usually tell people, you don't want to add new soil to your soil that you've got. Just loosen it up with a rake. But then go in there with a bucket and mix the soil into the seed. And I usually say to people, one part seed and a little bit of uh, less than half part soil. Mix it together and then sprinkle it. And that gives you a little bit of coverage. And then water it with a sprinkler. Don't water it with the blasting hose. Okay. Well, thank you very much for all the information. Yeah, and you'll be happy. It's a like it's a really a fine grass. Like it's yes. a nice turf. Great. And thank you don't you. have to mow it very often. It's so pretty too, and it has all these varying textures in it. It's very pretty. Well, it sounds like the work will be worthwhile. It is, but this I just want to make sure up front. It is a bit of work to get it. And so, how are you going to remove your existing sod? Oh, with elbow grease. Okay. <laughs> one one great machine is one of those uh, sod cutters oh they work machines. really well yeah. yeah and you just it just takes it out in a it cuts it at the same width like a roll of sod and you can set the depth sort of at one inch or two inch or whatever you want and just goes along and just cuts it out and you just roll it up oh it just 
it's phenomenal how much easier it makes if you're removing a, a sod area or something like that rather than trying to get in there and then dig it all up and it, it, it then you're there and plus you cut up a lot more roots sure okay well i'll look into that thank you very much all right thanks jennifer take care bye-bye and if you'd like to join us phone lines are wide open now 403 974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. So I had uh, Dwight who calls in and uh, he dropped off some tobacco seeds there for you, Cass. So you're going to get uh, yeah, some tobacco. <laughs> Fill up your peace pipe. Eh? Yeah, I will. <laughs> Some so, days I think that's what I got to take you, up. Were you ever a smoker? Never. No? I, no, I grew up with a mother who was a smoker and you... The dawn chorus was my mother in the oh, okay. kitchen having her coffee and her smoke. Yeah, yeah, I know. I think we all grew up like that. I know. <laughs> my, 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 there's pictures of her, my mom holding me when I was a baby. I kind of laugh. And, she's and she's got a cigarette in her yeah. If you did that now, you'd yeah. be hung. Yeah, you'd be out there. Oh, you'd be chastised on, like, if someone yeah. put that on Facebook and yet, or something. But you know what? My mom was an amazing gardener, oh, yeah. and she no, lived it's... to be 87. Not that I'm touting it, but my gosh, I think the thing that saved her was the fact she was always outside. Yeah, no, no, saying you my know? mom would be out in the garden doing stuff, but uh, this thing. She visited about- me in England, and I have a picture of her and of it, and she's sitting in the very back corner on the stone wall having a smoke, and I called it my garden gnome picture for yep. years. <laughs> but. Uh- Anyway, so I had a good visit with Dwight yesterday, so it was good to good to see him. And uh, we chatted. We're going to do a talk on and on growing cannabis. He does it a lot simpler than a lot of the guys. He keeps it in the affordable range. So um, I'm gonna we're gonna set up a time where we're gonna have Dwight come and we're gonna do a talk at the store. So if, if anybody is interested in it, um, keep an eye on. We're gonna, we'll chat about it and uh, we're gonna do a talk on on doing. He's doing it with normal fertilizer. He's doing yeah, it with the thirty and, you ten know, tens. We, we used to <laughs> back in the day before it was legal. We took phone calls from people asking about fertilizer for their tomatoes. Um, tomatoes. Um, that's, tomatoes. Yeah, that's, um, when, tomatoes. When they come in the store. <laughs> I'm growing tomatoes, and they hold their fingers up, quote, quote. Yeah. Absolutely. Here Absolutely. Here we are. But but you can still, they're a plant, and you can also get right into, you, you don't, and some of the fancier fertilizers are great, but for a lot of it, and I see the results that uh, Dwight, he shares his pictures with us, and I see what he's doing with 30-10-10, like high nitrogen at first. That's right. Keeps it going. And then he switches like to a 15-30-15 or a 0-10-10 Well, you got to put the, the sweetness stage. into the flower stage. So he's doing yeah. it with conventional, because some of those cannabis systems, and that's what scared me away from him. You end up with 10 bottles, and it's a... It it's a uh, you're confused, right? And yeah. I'm in the business, and I'm looking at this, and I'm like, who wants to do that? If yeah. I really want to smoke in the bed, I'll go down to the store and pick some up. Because that's right. It's, it's the investment you make in the fertilizers that they are telling you to use. You're not saving a cent. Say, you know, no, no, no. And I and I am truly. Uh, obviously, I'm in the business to make money, and I own a garden center, and I yeah. love the business. But I also I'm re- I'm a realist where I want to make sure that people feel that when they come there. It, it, it's not going to be complicated. I want to see it's them realistic back. realistic, and it gives you a handle on it. I don't it. want to see them come back again in six That's months right. and, and, and right. buy a little bit more. And same with, like, we've talked about the seeds when people get into that. It's daunting if you get too crazy because it all of a sudden you end up with all this stuff going on. 
and you have 10 seed trays going. And then when those 10 seed trays are ready to go, you got to do something with those. They got to get transplanted. They got to go somewhere. And all of a sudden, those 10 <laughs> turn into all well, of a sudden 50 because you yeah. eat a little space. So little bits at a time. That's right. And uh, so don't be afraid to when you're at any of the independent garden centers. And I, I recommend support your local garden centers rather than that's right. Some get of the to other know spots. your local garden centers because that's where you're going to get the knowledge. The, that's right. They, the, uh, the industry has spent a lot of time educating their staff. They have product knowledge. They they take people to classes. They have the product salespeople come in and talk about well, the product and. And that's sometimes the frustrating thing that there's there was another product similar to the Equalon that all of us garden centers supported. We got up and then all of a sudden they gave it to a box store and then they just kill it. Yeah. And now it's gone too, right? Because it just it didn't survive the transfer. No, and but we had it as a good because you need the knowledge to sell products like that. That's right. And when they put them in the box stores, they just they don't have the that's not what they're there for. That's exactly. And then we can't carry it anymore because they've beat the price so badly that. We can't afford to support something like that to give the knowledge to pay our staff properly. That's right. So, yeah. um, local industry, local. If you can, because we yeah. do have to pay our people, and we're not subsidized with tipping or anything like that. We got to, we, but we got to pay people like the professionals. They've gone to school, and so it, it's we're not like like no one's at minimum wage, and we <laughs> just don't do that. It just uh, it can't. So, anyways, enough of that. <laughs> All right. Good morning to you both. Awesome show, as always, makes our Sunday morning at Belly Acres. Reva wants to plant tomato seeds end of this month. And I am almost, keyword, almost positive we don't plant the seeds um, in the pods until the end of February, March. March. Assistance, uh, greatly appreciate. Also, do you have terracotta pots at the store? We have a great selection. We have tons of terracotta. Terracotta's really come back into... Um, into and trend, there's sure as they some say. odd prices on it. Yeah, we've kept them way down. We've got it. We're buying them direct, and uh, got some really, really nice terracotta. Um, so yes, to both. Um, and again, um, Brian and Riva, depending on how much space you got, it is a little bit early because tomatoes do grow quite quick. And you don't want to get them too leggy, and you want the stems to stay strong. So you, if you start them mid March, that's lots of time. And a little fan blowing on them to keep the stems strong. That's yep. the important thing. And getting them past the seedling stage. And it's as Merle says, now you got to get them in the next size Yeah, pot. no, so you go, if you wait a little bit, then you're not. And But they have a fairly big spot when with lots of windows and things. Depends if you want to start some in the house to get growing, you can do that as well. Yes. Um, the key with any tomato, for the most part, is that transplant part. When you get to 6, 8 inches or 10 inches high, Burying it half, take off those bottom leaves. Bury it halfway yep. down. Yep. And then that way it'll give you a super strong, sturdy plants and uh, you'll be good to go. Let's take one call before the break. We're going to go to Sheila. Good morning, Sheila. Good morning. How are you today? Good, good. How can we help you? Oh, I live in southern Alberta where we're pretty dry. But years ago, my aunt had given me some onions and they were sort of a perennial onion. They'd come every spring. And she called them winter onions. They used to grow fairly tall, and then they'd get a little seed bulb on top. The seeds would fall, and then they'd plant themselves at the base of the other plant. Is anything like that available, or do you know what they were called? They're walking onions. Walking onions? Walking, and one of the other names for them is the Egyptian walking onion. And uh, nowadays, I don't see them very often, but when I do, they, they do come into the herb sections in the perennials. 
oh, at they? the garden centers, and they are fabulous. And once you get them going, they do walk in your garden. But they're great because they're early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, early. Yeah, and you know, some of the seeds that are on the top, try cutting and using some of those in your salads. Oh, they're, really? they're incredible. They have that, that incredible flavor, and they're very tasty. That's true. Some of those little things, like those little tips so, like that, was yeah. where you get immense flavor, right? Well, it's uh-huh. like the garlic. When the garlic goes into its flower stage, those flowers are delicious, but you don't want to lose the receipt, but take them off and eat some of them. Because once they establish, they will start coming back. Let three or four fall and then start consuming the top as well as the, the onion. So you have them there, but we're about two and a half hours out of Calgary. But I wonder a lot of, a lot of the garden centers do sell them. Yeah, Blondie's and Medicine Hat, uh, I don't think they're open yet. I phoned them the other no. day, and I don't think they're open quite yet. So maybe I, they'll carry them. I imagine that they would because they're pretty much a full selection. I hate uh-huh. to speak for them, but I'm uh-huh. pretty sure if, they do. If not, we got lots of great places for a little bit of lunch when you come out and visit us. And uh... <laughs> Yeah, you know, well, lunch always helps. <laughs> exactly. So lots of places close by, lots of good places. So uh, um, we can recommend those for you as well when you come visit. Okay, that sounds good. Thank you very much. All right, thanks, Sheila. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, there's a, a new one over in Silverado, poached. Oh, I went there. Good, eh? Very nice. Mm, nice yes. brunch spot. Yeah. Yeah, I went for uh, Eggs Benedict a while ago, and it's... Uh, I had one of their keto omelets. It was oh, very nice. tasty. Yeah. Very a lot tasty. of restaurants are doing the keto thing. Well... That's good. <laughs> Get rid of some carbs. Yeah, and, uh, it's the sugar. Sugar and carbs, yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, we got to take a quick break. We're looking at that, and I get the. <laughs> and uh, you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And again, lots of great tunes from down under today. Uh, all courtesy of Brian, and uh, thanks again for all that. And he just informed us he won't be here next week, but he's back the following week. Oh. So, so there's You'll some, have two weeks to build up a so library. I'm not too sure who's filling in for him <laughs> next week, but they, hopefully they're paying attention. They have some shoes to fill, eh? <laughs> <laughs> we don't want the same old boring music. Come on. All right, and I got to do my liner. Brought to you by Prune It Up, Calgary's trusted tree care company for pruning and removal. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And uh, lots of pruning going on. Perfect time of year. You can see all the stuff that's going on with your trees. So um, go out there and give your trees a little look and see if they need some tidying up. Let's go to the phone line. We're going to chat with Doug. Good morning, Doug. Morning, Merle. Hi. How can we help you? Uh, can we grow Thai peppers here? Absolutely. Yep. Okay, um, they'll, they'll be grown uh, in a pot. Like, you'll have to grow them... Um, and I'm almost positive we had them in our store, and I'm almost sure we have the seeds. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Now, you, when would you plant them? The peppers start, you need Pretty to start them. Here. Yeah, you start them a little bit earlier, like the, different than a tomato where they just, um, they, well, the, these take a little longer to germinate and a little longer to get going. And they but, have a woody stalk, so they want to get a little more time to get going. So I, I would even say like mid-February will give you lots because the days are longer Gives you time. Yeah. Now, uh, what kind of soil do you use? I I use just I use all our purpose all our all purpose soil for almost everything. 
Um, it's a soilless mix. By soilless, I mean it's it's a it's made with cocoa core, a little bit of sphagnum. Sometimes we have hemp in there, um, so the, we have a good soilless mix, and it has good drainage. And those work great for pretty much ninety nine percent of all your plants. So, and and once it gets going, what do you use for fertilizer? Fifteen thirty fifteen. Again, you want a flowering fertilizer for most of your fruits and veggies. You can stick with that fifteen thirty fifteen. The higher middle number really helps produce um, more fruit, and that on your tomatoes, peppers, all those kind of things. So, now, um, how long do they take to? Um you know, mature or whatever. You're going to be 60 to 80 days before you're seeing some decent fruit, eh? Yeah, about that, about 60. Yeah, I'd say you, on the package, the last time I read the package, I'm sure it said 75 days to maturity, which means that's when they would produce the first flowers and into fruit. And do oh, you, so are you going to use... At, you're looking at a lot longer. Well, it just depends on how good our lighting is. Are you, I was just going to ask, <laughs> are you yeah. going to use a grow light? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, that's that'll make all the difference as well. Um, so uh, blue or red? Um, I would just get the good LED grow lights, um, the full spectrum, because those are going to give you the sun that the, it's simulating the sun the best. So hmm. as and well. how close? Um, I would leave them up eight inches, eight ten inches high above. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Good enough. And so now one plant. How 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 much do they grow? Like, uh, well, how much do they produce? They can, you can get quite a bit, and you're going to get, because they're not a huge pepper, right? Like, you're getting all those no, little tiny. Little wee, little wee things. About they're a little tiny, yeah. yeah. So you're going to get, like, off one plant, it's going to be two to three feet high um, at the most, and but you're going to get a lot of peppers on it. So uh, if you're growing two or three, that'll give you lots. So now are they like habaneros? They live four or five years? Well, if you want to keep them going, not not in calorie unless you're bringing them back inside and things like that. Oh, oh yeah, I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's but, keeping the flowers pollinated inside. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And that so that I, is... I got I to gotta be the bee. You got to be yeah. the bee. And the other part of the issue is, is when they come inside, you also need, here again, I, the air circulation, so a small fan, especially when we bring them indoors and the house is fairly hot and dry. Unless you're going to put a tent around them and give them a bit of extra humidity. And a lot of the veggies, like peppers and stuff, they do, like when we have one of our soil has the earthworm castings in it, they do like that as well. Yes. Oh, or like earthworm castings. Yeah, yeah mixed worm into castings. the soil. Yeah, it's yeah. more, it, it gives yeah. it that more natural and it'll give your peppers a better flavor. Well, there you go. <laughs> all right. So come on down. We'll get you all set up. Okay, thanks, Merle. Thanks, Doug. Talk to you soon. Yeah, bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right, and we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coons, and I'm joined with Cass Mythe here today, um, answering your questions on any kind of plants. Let's go. We're going to go to Carolyn. Carolyn. She's out in Vernon. Good morning, Caroline. Oh, good morning. How are you? Good, good. Nice to hear from you. How yeah, are things yeah. out there? Oh, well, things are finally warming up. We yeah. had the cold. When you guys had the cold spell, we had the coldest weather the Okanagan's seen in 
many, many years. Well, so hopefully that'll help with the pine beetle out that way as well, eh? Yeah, I hope so too. Yeah, so a um, couple things. First of all, I just want to say that um, I've been using the Pacific Northwest seeds for several years now. And, and how, how are you finding them? Oh, they're great. They're awesome. Really, yeah. I know I've been trying to... they're not as expensive as some of the others. No, that's what I really liked about them. Like the, the price point for the quality of seed, they're still a top quality seed, but the price point is is a lot better. And uh, so for a quality seed, Canadian again, I, and again, trying to find the Canadian guys where I can. Um, so we're, we're looking forward to, we got the racks in all set up. So looking yeah. forward to dealing with these guys. Yeah, no, they're, 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 they're pretty successful for sure. So yeah. And then the second thing is um, my lemons, I harvested them. I got six lemons, probably the size of Roma tomatoes. Like they, 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 oh, nice. Oh, yeah, they're, they're really good. And they're, and they're yummy. And, you know, they're, Did you really leave good. them and you left them on the vine to ripen? Oh, yeah, I left them for as long as I dared. And then I thought, gee, I wonder if they're getting too ripe. They take a long time, don't oh, they, though? Yeah. They, yeah, they, I think I started getting seeing the lemons um, maybe beginning of May. Yeah. And it took all the way until, you know, like I say, I just harvested them last week. Yeah, same. I had mine on same all summer. They're just one of them is just starting to turn yellow um a little bit just starting so it's probably going to be another week or two before it's uh before it's finally fully ripe but i can't wait to see an actual yellow so I keep thinking i'm growing limes <laughs> well you know when when mine turned yellow that was probably the middle of november and it took almost 2 months for me to feel okay about picking them cuz they just didn't seem ripe enough yet so once they turn yellow i think you still have to be patient and wait Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I'm now that I've picked all these lemons, I'm wondering, should I now go with some 10, 15, or 30, 15, 10, or whatever? Yep. 15, 30, 15. Um, 15, 30, 15. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, that... I find the the lemon tree like really likes it. It also really likes the thirty ten ten. Yeah. It likes the evergreen, a little more acidic as well. Oh, so which one? Uh, either one. If you have either one, um, I would use. If you have I both, would do the thirty ten ten now, right as it's just starting to finish. It's produced the fruit. You've taken the fruit off. It needs a lease on life. So give it okay. some of that first. Okay, I'll see if I can get that. We've got a new guy managing the garden center here, uh, Nicholas Alexander Garden Center. So, oh, I, yeah, I seen a post. They yeah. like, I belong to an independent garden center group post, and they've said they took that over two years ago or something, or three yeah, years they ago. Did, and he's just doing a fabulous job, and him and his family are working so hard on it. But boy, it's um, it's just nice to have you know. Well, so a great where garden center. where is that one in Vernon? It's north of Vernon, just maybe right, right on the outskirts of Vernon. So it's right when you're coming in it's on the yeah, right hand it's, side it's right, it's right by that squire's pub yeah okay yeah yeah it's right there and yeah so he's 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 doing a great job so. yeah the pictures looked phenomenal he said yeah. it sat empty for four years or something yeah and yeah. then they revitalized it and well it used to be an art nap yeah yeah so yeah no it's um he's doing a great job so it's really nice to have a garden center like you know 15 minutes from my house now absolutely yeah, so no that's great so that that's great to hear so uh uh, I'm going to make sure I stop in and visit when I go through the next yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, he's just a, he's just a really nice guy. So perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a young family too, right? It sounds yeah, it looks yeah. like everyone's it's, involved. It's, and... it's, um, Christmas time, his little girl was out there serving uh, cider to everybody who came in to see his Christmas display and stuff. And he again, really, they just work so hard. So uh, it's, it's great. And that's the other reason. Like, it's so nice. Like when you hear someone like yourself too, Caroline, out there, like we're supporting your independent garden centers because those are really where you get the different experience and yeah you might pay a little bit more here and there for some of the plants because 
we're 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 in it for the long haul too. Like we got to support it and warranty, do a lot of different things. Um, we're not just doing it as a side gig for the plants. Yeah, so well, I remember this, you know, when I was living in Calgary years ago, and um, Barry Erskine there and yeah. Lane Hartnell, they used to do the garden show there. And, um, you know, they always talked about, you know, supporting Sunnyside. And, yeah. you know, and now, of course, Sunnyside is gone. But, um, yeah. you know, that was that was where that was where I went when I needed something. So it's, it's nice to see the independence centers for sure. No, and most of them are thriving here in Calgary. We're all, we're all doing pretty good. We offer something a little bit different. And uh, and especially with the sunny side leaving our market, um, and so it, it's it's good to see. And like I said, I'm I'm happy to. And actually, I'm meeting Bill from Bluegrass for lunch in two weeks. We're going to chat about a few things, and we always work together on items. And Colin down at Plantation again, he's doing something different. It, it's just nice to to be part of that, and uh, and then the folks at the Green Gate as well, and. Um, they've lent us stuff. We we lent them things if they run out of something. We're we're still neighbors. And we're in the same gig together, and we want to want to be healthy and hopefully keep the independence going. Yeah, well, that's great. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll let you go. And thanks a lot. And All I'll right. go with that three ten ten on that lemon yeah, tree. Yeah, you'll like All it. All right. It'll, okay. You'll see some good growth. Okay. Thanks so much. Thanks, Caroline. Sure. Bye bye. And uh, just got a picture. We do have the Thai pepper volcano in stock. That's the one I noticed. Yeah. We have it, and it's in the Wild Rose Heritage Seed, which is the other local seed we carry. That's an Alberta mm-hmm. seed, and they're great seeds as well. So uh, uh, we have them in stock right now in the Thai Pepper Volcano. Doesn't that just feel like your mouth might burn Yeah, a bit, I was eh? just going to say, I'm already going, ooh, <laughs> where's my piece of bread? <laughs> exactly. All right, and uh, we're just going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to chat with uh, Wendy. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs. I'm here with Cass Smythe. And we're going to go to the phone lines here right away. And if you'd like to join us, they are wide open. 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. But right now we're going to go to Wendy. Good morning, Wendy. Good morning. How are you guys? Good, good. How are you doing? I'm good. Long I'm time no here. I know, I know. <laughs> well, my plants have been doing pretty good. So. <laughs> nice. Well, you know what? They're doing really well. I, um, yeah, I we struggled I have, with a couple for a bit. We did. I've, I've got um, a weeping fig, which is doing great now. And I've got um, my Norfolk pine, which is just massive. It's upstairs. It's like, oh, my God, it's so yeah. huge. It's beautiful. Like, they're beautiful. And so in the growths on that, we got that figured out? Yes. Yeah, okay. you remembered that. Yeah. Thanks, Mel. Yeah. yeah, no, we did. I, I still have to ever periodically yeah. cut them out, you know, with new growth and whatever. But I've got these two great big <laughs> great big stem things coming up. <laughs> um, like, it's really big. I've awesome. got the space. I mean, it's in my bedroom, which is huge. And so, and it faces east. Um, but I am in a townhouse, so I am limited with windows. My windows are all on basically the east side and a little bit of south, I guess. So the nice thing too, Wendy, though, nowadays, like there's such good light bulbs available that you can just put in your regular sockets that are the full right. spectrum bulbs yeah. too. So if you do yeah. want to supplement, if you have some areas in your home and, and for everybody listening, like there's so many great 
full spectrum bulbs. I know we carry them in in the in the lighting section in the hardware stores. They they carry them as well. But you're gonna see there's lots of great lights out there and the LED full spectrum, and they're just so efficient. But they're gonna give you that real light, which is um, your plants and us they appreciate it. Appreciate well because where I'm going with this is. I was out at this, your store, and this was a year ago, April, and I bought a fiddle leaf fig. Yep. And it um, it it was at the time that was in April of would have been twenty eighteen, I guess twenty eighteen. Yeah, I guess. And um, and it was I'm guessing it was probably maybe three feet high. Yep. And and where I where I wanted to put it, I've got a skylight, and I thought well, I'm going to put it up on a landing <laughs> under this skylight, and it. And then I realized, you know what, it's not its not working. It's not getting the light it needs um, because the leaves were starting to kind of not go very, like they're starting to brown up yeah. and whatever. So I moved it downstairs. I've got it in my dining room now beside my weeping fig. It's not the place for it because it just doesn't, it's just, it needs its own spot. So... I yeah, it's a feature plant. Room. I agree. Like it needs, what? it's its a featured plant too. Like it oh, kind of, yeah. they like to be their own, like to be the king of the domain sort of thing. <laughs> well, and it is becoming the king of the domain in my dining room because <laughs> I've, had, I've had to move a dining room chair out <laughs> because it's loving the light and it's now almost well, six feet tall. Well, the leaves are huge on it too. Like I, I just put one in my yeah. office. I did like I'm just like when it's in the greenhouse, it's bigger. You don't really notice, but when I, I brought one into my office, put it in there, planted, I'm just standing beside it the other yesterday, and I'm just like, holy cow! Like the leaves <laughs> are like two feet long. <laughs> like they're big. They're gorgeous. Yeah. And, they're, and the, like all winter long, there were leaves just continuously growing. It's and what I've been doing for it is I Rage Plus. That's all I've. I've done it's Rage Plus. I've, I've used Rage Plus on a lot of my plants, and I don't know, it seems to work. It's so. great because it creates that healthy soil, which in turn will give you healthy roots, and that'll give you a healthy plant. Um, this with those, just make sure, um, again, just not watering too much, and it sounds like you got that all under control because that's the biggest yeah. thing with houseplants over the winter. People water oh, a little water. bit too much. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah, what I and what you mentioned about the the light bulbs that you guys carry, maybe this is something where I could move it into its own corner and get a light bulb. Yeah, no, and then just get or a, it needs its own bedroom. Yeah, it, yeah, <laughs> it needs its own spot. It really does, and I'm yeah, it's beautiful. So it is. It's not a problem that I really, you know, it is a good problem to have. Cause Absolutely, I, it's gorgeous. So anyway. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Wendy. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And here we got to, oh, this is a, do you have a recipe for, for, for roasted garlic? Let me know. Huh? Do you have one, Kath? I have one that I use from Best of Bridge, so I really like it. Yeah. You know, every once in a while I try something different, but I keep going back to that one. Okay. All right, let's go to, where are we at for time? Maybe we got time to take one more here. Let's go to Mo. Good morning, Mo. Morning, Merle. Uh, first of all, I have to thank you. Our neighborhood really loves you guys. <laughs> oh, nice. I, I bought your fertilizer for the grass, and uh, they asked me, what did you do? 
I told them, and I got a van, so I made a big trip down to you, and I loaded loaded up quite a few bags. I, 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 you know what? And I, I kind of laugh about this because I see guys like you and and guys from other parts that they come in, and, and we're guys are we're proud of our grass, right? And I can get you the hey, I'll get you stuff from my guy. <laughs> and, and then we well, and it's always a proud moment when you get to pass the baton to a neighbor or somebody else, and uh, and get them on the green it up program. So I appreciate that, Mo. Oh, yeah, we had fun. Anyways, quick question. My neighbor is in her mid-80s, Yeah. Uh, and she's got two big pine trees out front. Okay. And they have grown to at least 40 feet tall, but they're two feet wide at the base. Yeah. And and they're they're dying up the center. Okay. And how do you tell when it's time to take them down? Um, a lot of times, the and a big spruce tree like that needs a, and we could just call it a inner thinning. We go in and clean out the evergreen, like a spruce thinning, and it, this needs to be cleaned out. If it's all on the inside, it's usually fine, but it, it, they do need a bit of maintenance every so often, and just getting our arborist to go up the center of them, and we just it really we just climb up the center of the tree and we clean all the dead stuff out. Uh-huh. If you're able to text us a picture to the same phone number, I can reply back and say if it's worth um, pruning or if it's um, past the point of redemption sort of thing. Because sometimes they're not too, right? So um, sometimes they're worth the effort. But once you have a, once you see the difference of a cleaned out spruce after we've done that, it's amazing. Like it's one of the ones that I see people it's like, wow, that made a difference. Yeah, she's got a couple of branches quite a few branches that are going out and you can see them they're dead out there at the yeah, top no and you're going to get that we've had it's been hard on our spruce trees our canopy in calgary the last few years um are really dry falls when they're going into winter time um going to bed dry and without the excess water it's definitely been hard on a lot of the spruce trees and especially in the lot if it's in between sidewalks and driveways or there's or what nowhere have for you. the roots to go so yeah. it's trying to survive by eliminating branching yeah so if you could mo in the next 10 minutes send me a picture um or if you can email it to let's talk gardening at siugc.ca um, I can have a look at it and respond or if, or if you want to, if you're able to text to the same phone number that you called in on um, I'll be able to have a quick look at it and uh, tell you where any kind of thing I think you should do but typically there a lot of them are worth saving and it's amazing like once our once our arborists get up in there and tidy it up um, it, it's usually it's fairly a good dramatic result on the spruce yeah and the roots are huge and yeah. they're all they're taking out her whole front lawn. Yeah, that's what they do. They're they're they get invasive, and as they grow, um, that tells me that it's not getting enough water too. When you see the roots coming up higher and higher, higher looking for the water. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I did the grass thing, but it, and it helped. But it's the trees are killing the grass. Yeah. So all, on those, I would just remove the grass from underneath it, and either just put mulch or or just cut a defining area like a foot out from the from where the tree limbs are. Okay, I can send you pictures. Yeah. Um, do you have, what was that uh, email address? Let's Talk Gardening yeah. at S-I-U-G-C dot C-A. Just an acronym for Spruce It Up Garden Center dot C-A. Dot C-A. All right. I got it. Awesome. Thank you so much, and our, our neighbors love you. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Mo. Keep them coming. Okay, thanks a lot, Merle. Thank you. Bye-bye. And, uh, and, I, and I do, like, our... And it, I'm proud of our, we've created that uh, local following on our Green Up um, fertilizer because we formulated for our area. 
and uh, we sell more fertilizer than anybody else in Western Canada now in that brand. And we actually lowered the price. We were at thirty two ninety nine last year. We lowered it down to twenty nine because I was able to buy a bit better. And so we we definitely try to do that where we can. And but you're not getting a better fertilizer for your grass anywhere. And uh, well, it's a good price too. Yeah, and it's. You see the difference, like when you're done fertilizing, you know, it's like you're walking on carpet. It, it it's awesome. So, uh, anyways, where else? We better take a break. Is what we should do. You're listening to <laughs> Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. You come from a land down I'm not a, I'm not a total music guy, so I, I just was that minute work. There we go. Get a little flashback back from. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we chat a little bit ourselves, Kath, just about uh, at this time of year what we do. You sort of put the Christmas away, and then you're looking in your basement. You replace the Christmas tree with what you have in the basement. <laughs> yeah, so you sort of do the the swap, and then all of a sudden the gardening comes back up. So what kind of stuff are people pulling out of the basements that you're thinking about, Kath? Canna lilies. It's actually time, the more you get them up and get them going, the bigger they'll be in the summer, in the spring and summer. And when you do bring them up, make sure that you give them a good clean out and then give them some water and fertilize them and they should take off. And yeah, of course, my geraniums came upstairs and I'm taking cuttings and pretty soon I'm going to have a forest of geraniums. But I only keep the ones that I like the color or they're a different leaf or something like that. Yeah. But it's, you know, they've sat in the basement, or at least mine have, and haven't been watered, but they've already, they can tell me it's time because all of a sudden there's little light green leaves coming up in the dark in the basement. So I bring them upstairs and they brighten right up. And so I clean them all out and I prune them back and make some cuttings and I have so quite a you, collection. So you, you winter them in, and that, that's one thing, they, do you keep them in pots then? or I leave them in their pots and cut them right down. And, and just let them go dormant? Let them do dormancy and I leave them dry. Even my fuchsia's coming back now, so I've got to bring that one up as well. And, I mean, it, there's a lot of people that do that kind of thing. There's canna lilies to bring up. and you're, I was looking, the lady sent us a text about a brugmansia. She's trying to get to come back and leave out so she can have flowers. So. And uh, I got a, another one of our listeners. He sent in a, a project. He says, good morning. You've asked for pictures of my living wall project. Uh, he lives uh, in an apartment, I believe. Uh, um, no, it's a house. Because uh-huh. uh, looking out the window, um, but he's 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 creating a living wall around his windows instead of drapery, and he's got this pot system that he's screwing right to the wall. Oh. Uh, it looks phenomenal! Like I, I can't wait to see. He's been updating me sort of as he goes through his project, and uh, and I got to get Zoe to respond and make sure he's going to. I think we're going to help him get some plants for that. Uh, but looks looks very cool. I'm very interested to see how this turns out and uh, would like to, once we get going a bit more, get him on. Maybe he'll tell us a little bit about his project, project how it's going. Project and what kind of pots he's moving yeah. and putting in. And and, uh, and, he's, and he's just hooking up the irrigation today. So um, be interested to see, I don't know, the, the drainage. It's, uh, it's a neat looking system. And I think anything you can do that on your walls. Um, That's right. It looks so cool. And uh, and uh, it just brings instead of a piece of art, possibly maybe yeah. you have a, a plant on your wall and different things. I know one area. I was in an office. I was in the Jamin building and going through their 
um, office and they have the LED lights. You go up the stairs, they have living walls going up the stairs in that office. And this thing that that, it just brings offices to life when you add some plants. When you add some plant material to it, it looks so much better. And those living walls are really fascinating to see. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, that's it for us today, Kath. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, I think Cass is going to be with me again next week and uh, look forward to that. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.